Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. A warm welcome to uh, the CEO of ICHAP Training Institute, uh, which is a South African corporate training provider and a national learning institute, Devon Munsami, who's also an author of uh, a book titled Racism, Classism, Sexism, and the Other Isms that Divide Us. And uh, the other book is titled My Leadership Legacy Journal, which are both available at the ICHAP Training Institute. Devon, always such a pleasure having you on the Late Night Conversations. Good evening. How are you doing? A very good evening to you, Patricia, and good evening to the listeners as well. Nice to be talking to you again. So we're talking five ways to improve and address a workplace that is toxic. Let's first describe what toxic is in a workplace environment, because it's so easy for us to talk about uh, toxic relationships, toxic friends, toxic family members. But when it comes to workplace, we just sort of like accept when things are a bit off and we keep going because we need the income yeah some of the characteristics of a toxic workplace is where people have clandestine meetings in parking lots or or not uh, you know in structured team forums where people are talking about the organization its leadership other members on the team and almost sort of hushed hushed and and almost berating the organization in a way also, a toxic environment could mean, or another characteristic could mean where the vision of the business or the vision of that business unit is not necessarily aligned to one's value system. Um, when there's no alignment, there's a little bit of conflict between the individual and the organization. That can also be described as, as, as toxic. And then another example of, of, of toxic uh, workplace would be where there's disharmony where people are simply not working well together. It's not a pleasant place to be. You feel a knot in your stomach when you walk into that organization. You know, like, oh, goodness, do I really need to be here again? So that could be, the, you know, almost some uh, typical characteristics, we could call it. It sounds like many workplaces I've entered into, thank goodness the one I'm currently at doesn't have those. I don't know, maybe it's because I work at night and I don't get to meet most of the team members, but uh, most office buildings I've ever worked in, that that was just it, you know. So clearly mm. it was toxic, right? So how do we address it? Because if it's, it's management, it's... Um, uh, management addressing it, it's different. Unlike when it's from the bottom up addressing it, it, it should be a bit more of a hefty task. So where do we start? Yeah, you see, when we have a toxic environment like this, how it manifests itself uh, through usually through stress and anxiety. And when one is stressed and anxious at work, and if somebody is, is, is very high strung and focused primarily on what happening in the organization versus deliverables, we find that productivity is low. So it's a very good question to ask, how could we address this? Because this speaks not only to employee well-being and personal health, but it also speaks to long-term sustainability of the business, productivity and revenue that the company brings in. It's very important for line managers and general staff members to identify Firstly, that they are part of a toxic team or, or part of a toxic workplace where I'm not comfortable to express myself, where I'm not open and free, where I'm unable to meet my goals and objectives, and I'm just staying quiet about it, and I can't even speak to my manager about my challenges. 
So that's a very good place to start, is doing a proper assessment in terms of how we feel about our business unit. How am I actually responding to my, to my job? If your CV is on 10 different job sites, that's another key indicator that you're working in a toxic environment and you're just not happy. So in some cases, people are more ready to leave a toxic work environment, not necessarily because of the organization, but because of the other people they work with. So line managers who they don't see eye to eye with, colleagues uh, who, you know, who they disagree with. But we have to remember that it's more difficult finding a position than it is fixing what's going wrong in the current position. So the advice really is to work on the inside, start within the organization and try and fix things. And, and identifying would be the first step uh, to, to, to move forward. Atima, perhaps you are finding yourself in a toxic um, work environment. How are you dealing with it? Um, And share with us some of the things that you're experiencing in that workplace. Is it the gossip, the skinner? Um, Is it uh, maybe management that's just, you know, you feel like there's there's some constructive, um, you know, dismissals that they're trying to give you. you. You just... Don't feel motivated to wake up in the morning. Tell us on 011-714-2006. Or perhaps you want to find a way to make things better in your workplace that is seemingly very toxic because you you actually enjoy the work that you do. It's just the people that create a bad environment. 0614-104107. That's our WhatsApp number. SMS number is 41391. Our guest is CEO of iChef Training Institute, Devin Munsami. So, Devin, um, firstly, work on self. And I love that. Mm. I love that. Once I've worked on self, then what? You see, it's important then once we've identified what exactly is going on. Because, you know, it's easy to find. Okay, maybe you could find another job. Maybe you could move organizations. But sometimes people are reluctant to challenge themselves to fix things. When we start looking at this environment as an opportunity to learn and grow, in terms of dealing with many different personalities and how to engage with people that I don't see eye to eye with, then that becomes a growing platform. So I'm going to encourage individuals not to, to not be afraid of, of, of growing and not view conflict as a negative. Conflict can mean growth. Conflict can mean reconciliation. So once the mindset is right in terms of understanding how do I move forward now in this business unit or in this organization, what we're calling, in essence, working on the self, then we should start holding conversations with others. You see, we cannot have the conversation with others when we haven't had the conversation with ourselves first. We've got to remain rational. We've got to remain very calm when we're addressing these concerns with our line manager because we don't know how somebody else is going to react when I talk about things that are not in sync or or rhythmic in terms of how I'd like to see them flow in my business unit. And a nice way to do that is to sit down with team members, to sit down with the manager, and then to address it in a manner that suggests I'm here to work, I'm serious about my role, I love um, delivering, but some things hold me back. And when we talk about it, we've got to be very factual, we've got to be very, very um, rational and aware, and try and keep the emotions out of it. Because some people could get quite emotionally wound up in a situation like this. And this is the wrong place to start. So, so rather stick to facts and say, uh, this is the thing that's preventing me from, from achieving my best. And I think that this is the way I'd like to move forward. And it's very seldom that somebody won't take that feedback uh, into consideration.
Mm, I really like that And this that is one. called, yeah. sorry Patricia, this is called managing upwards as well. Managing sideways, managing upwards. We don't necessarily have to be wait, we don't have to wait to be managed. We can with dignity manage upwards as well and give feedback to our line manager. Then it makes life a little bit more pleasant at work. Most definitely, most definitely. So work with self, acknowledge that things are not okay, and once you've done that, go out and and speak to those around you so that things can start becoming clearer. What's the next step for us to follow? Mm. The speaking aspect is, is one component. Also do regular follow-ups, because what happens is when nothing changes, we tend to get demotivated. So after um, having the conversation, we need to follow up, and this means that policies and procedures could possibly change. So maybe it could be uh, policies around late coming. It could be policies around keeping the kitchen clean. It sounds ridiculous, but some people may not put their coffee mugs away, and that could also create a toxic work environment because there's tensions that are running high. Um, So having the policy revisited. So once we have the conversation, it needs to be cast in stone. Then we see structure in the business. Once the policy is then written and people deviate from the policy, they are actually then held accountable. You see, it's very, very important. Although we as South Africans say we don't like rules, we actually do like rules. Rules are important to keep things and structure and and processes in place. That's why we have to adhere to a code of conduct. We have to stick within the confines and the boundaries. And we've got a set of tools or, or regulations in terms of the way in which we function. Uh, encourage your manager to put this down as, as a policy now and a guideline. And once the policy is then written, it can be discussed and then it can be endorsed by HR and then, in, and then discussed um, in, your, in your team meeting, in your structured team forum. And once you discuss it and everybody understands it and feels comfortable, and then they feel part of the process in terms of developing the, the policy, then everybody is on board. Uh, the thing is, when you don't uh, win people's um, uh, commitment, it's very, very difficult to change from a toxic environment to a very happy, fulfilling one. Sure. I've just received a message here on uh, WhatsApp from an ATMO who says, um, um, bullying and spreading lies up to a point where you go to the center manager and lie about your colleague. Um, someone lied about me that I do not want to work with white women. That was really offensive to me because I am not that person. This is Sibu who's in PE. And Sibu continues to say good evening, Patricia, and happy birthday to Anne Jorsey. So some environments are very toxic. I mean, how do you mm. then prove your innocence if uh, mm. people are going to speak ill about you to managers? Mm. You see, in this case, when people don't like you, like, for example, if somebody doesn't like you at the station or, or with the place where you worked at previously, they're unlikely. People can be turtles at times where they avoid conflict. So they're unlikely to tell you straight in your face, I just don't like you and I don't like what you're doing. They're more than likely going to start speaking behind your back. Some people will even fabricate information. Some people will make up stories to try and win support of others and rally against you. So it's very unlikely that somebody's going to confront the situation head on. What we can do, you know, you can't necessarily change the lie because then it becomes a he said, she said thing. But what you can do is anticipate that these pitfalls could occur in a business unit. And that's why it's so important to have a open platform where we can do 360 degree reviews on ourselves and ask our colleagues 
What about my style or method of operation don't you agree with? What can I change? And keep a very open, clear mind around the answers. Listen, nobody likes to get negative feedback, but I'd much rather you tell me in my face something negative than having to go behind my back. At least it gives me the opportunity to fix the negative and to move into a positive. Let me go to another message from an A-teamer. This one says, hi, work is work. We're not there to make friends. Yes, colleagues, but don't think work is time uh, for socializing. We hired to do a job or a task. Get it done and let people know you are there to do what you are paid to do. Check protocol of the company for minor problems. This is from Peter George. And I hear what Peter is saying. But then, unfortunately, not everyone has the same mindset that we are here to work and not to socialize. Mm. You see, a lot of people are emotionally driven at work. And I think um, when we stick to the policy and when we just focus on the code of conduct, that's, that's, very, that's utopia. That's an environment where you've got almost robotic behavior, where people walk into an office and they're able to full, full and function. In that case, we could just give everyone key performance areas on a piece of paper, and then they could just fulfill it if everyone worked at the same pace and level. Unfortunately, when you work with human beings and people, they come with baggage. They come with emotional um, you know, outbursts in, at times. Some may have anxiety um, challenges and maybe come with a level of stress. Um, because there's lots of different factors at play. There's also home, there's, there's children going to school, there's, there's money issues, and now you have to perform at work. So people are naturally emotional beings, and this is where the source of, of, this, of this toxic environment could start, where people can't necessarily manage or have this balance in life to be able to deal with it. We know the policy is this. I know my key performance area is that. But I just find it more fun to sit and speak to somebody else about my problems. And unfortunately, this behavior is unacceptable, which is why we have to again um, have a regular. It would almost mean a one-on-one with your line manager, checking my performance. And, if, and about two times a year, it's healthy to have something called a performance appraisal. And, and if you're not having performance appraisals in the organization, push your manager to sit down with you to, to measure your performance. Very true. Uh, Donald and Rustenberg says, good evening, Patricia and all A-teamers. I think we have a responsibility to clean the toxic working environment by speaking out. I believe that if you can express your dissatisfaction despite your rank at work. It's not always that easy, though, Donald. It's not always that easy. I'm sure you can agree, Devin, because not everyone is employed full time. Um, not every work environment has a, that open door policy. Not every environment has a visible HR office that will stand for the people. Other people are independent contractors. Other people are on short time contracts. So easier said than done. I don't know what you think, Devon. Mm, yeah, there have been surveys done on this. And there was an interesting survey from, I think it was probably about three or four years ago before covid um, where uh, they assessed why people don't speak up at work. And the biggest reason was the fear of job loss, fear. Fear was driving uh, people's um, silence. So people were unlikely to talk up about anything that they were uncomfortable with because they were afraid that they might lose their jobs or, or be a number uh, you know, on the chopping block next. So people are there because you know they've got bills to pay. Um, there's uh, food to put on the table. So I think it's very, very, it's a delicate situation. So on the one hand, you want to be able to rectify certain gray areas in the organization and in the team. But on the other hand, it's a, it, it may not be the best method 
for you to just go and speak up and be boisterous because then you put a target on your back. Now, there's a, re- there's a real, real way we can, we can solve this issue. And, and once we're all on the same page in terms of our consensus, then we could move forward. And that, again, don't underestimate the power of positive communication in the team. Um, and this can almost happen in our structured team forums, uh, building rapport with colleagues, uh, helping everybody understand that we have a shared uh, uh, purpose here. Our shared goal is to be in service of the organization while we are here. And my role is, de- my, the, the, you know, the strength of my role is determined by the strength of you in your role. And when we understand that we all are part of the same team and part of a shared vision, then it becomes easier for us to be able to, to reach those goals. Some listeners may say, oh, it's so easy to say it and it's difficult to do. That is the truth. It's very difficult to do. But if we keep doing these assessments on ourselves and our team members, and and it is a journey, then we could eventually realize uh, a workplace that's that's fruitful and, and one with a common purpose. Well, let's go through the rest of the five ways to improve or address workplace toxicity. Yeah, reshuffling the team is one thing. So uh, exposing team members to other business units, other forms of work, getting them reinvigorated with with understanding different areas of the business, I think that's very good because some people do get bored in what they do and some people look for excitement. So it's very, very nice to share responsibilities and get people used to a new system or, or something of that sort. Also, it's very important to keep communication flowing Uh, you know, almost introducing technology to the team to lessen the workload. There's lots of lovely different platforms that are available, even for free online, where we can make work a little bit more um, inspiring and fun and also lessen our load. So business units need to be open and leaders in HR need to be open to using uh, these uh, these innovative ways to now uh, change things in our business units. Okay. We also need to, um, I would say, uh, reprimand in private and maybe just recognize in public. So when there's a serious, um, you know, challenge within the team, I would say a one-on-one discussion is warranted. So ranting and screaming in an open plan office is not necessarily the best way to manage uh, that when, when somebody has done something wrong. Well, on that note, I think uh, we can uh, close it there. But I'm sure there's a lot of people who are saying, where can we get knowledge of these soft skills? Where can our HR sign us up so that we can address these things in our workplaces? Oh, thank you for asking. They can log on to www.devonmintami.com or they could log on to our other website, Dev, um, um, it's iChef Training, www.ichefftraining.co.za. And they're more than welcome to connect with me. And they can look me up on Instagram as well, Devon Monsami. Excellent. Devon, thank you so very much for joining us. Have a great evening further.